Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. We're starting a new podcast. This is Leonora Shelfo, and you're listening to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, presented by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. Yes, so if you like horror movies, scary movies. We are both big horror fans. Mm-hmm. Check it out on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Welcome back, Pixie Nesters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to Limitless Broadcasting after the show and check it out. Yes. Welcome back, Pixie Dusters and hopefully Star Wars fans. Welcome back to our summer of Star Wars with the Pixie Dust Twins featuring Mr. Dan. What up? He is with us all summer, we believe, mm-hmm. hopefully, as, as long as nothing yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. But we are excited because we are starting to talk about the prequels today. Woo-hoo. Actually, Woo-hoo. excitement might not be the right word, but I'm not really excited. It depends <laughs> on your opinion of the prequels. It's still Star Wars. It counts. It is. It's Star mm-hmm. Wars. So we are talking The Phantom Menace today. It came out in 99, I think. Mm-hmm. 99. Yes. 99. Experience the wonder. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. <sighs> the excitement. You believe it's this boy? The force is unusually strong with him. The adventure. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. Oh, my. Whoa! Just hang on! 
wipe them out. All of them. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace 3D. And of course, in true Pixie Dust fashion, we stole a, sorry, borrowed a, Everything's stolen a now. It's blurb, okay. a IMBD user. I was going to like cite your name. So I felt better as an English person, but you didn't give me a name. You were anonymous. So you, whoever well, IMBD user gave us this. Thank you so much. Thank you, anonymous. So the evil trade federation led by Newt Gunray is planning to take over the peaceful world of Naboo. <gasps> Jedi Knights, Klingon Jinn, and Obi-Wan Kenobi are sent to confront the leaders, but not everything goes to plan. The two Jedi escape and along with their new Gungan friend, Jar Jar Binks, head to Naboo to warn Queen Amidala, but droids have already started to capture Naboo and the queen is not safe there. Eventually, they land on Tatooine, where they become friends with a young boy known as Anakin Skywalker. Dun, dun, dun. Klingon is curious about the boy and sees a bright future for him. Wrong. The group <laughs> must now find a way of getting to Coruscant and to finally solve this trade dispute. But there is someone else hiding in the shadows. Are the Sith really extinct? Is the queen really who she says she is? And what's so special about this young boy? This is so Sorry, traumatic. I always feel Based so dramatic. Based on that description, I want to watch that movie. I know. I know, right? These users, I don't know where they get some of this from. It's great. They are true. They At least I'm hoping with the Star Wars ones, they are true Star Wars fans trying to make Phantom Menace sound better than what it was. Very mm-hmm. true. That was Very a good true. movie description. It was. It was really good. And the yeah. three questions at the end were fantastic. They just make me laugh because of, I mean, we already know mm-hmm. what happens, but it's just, they make me laugh. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. trivia, trivia. That was your trivia. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Very first one. Starting off the gate strong. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Did you know Jar Jar? was created or the name was created by george lucas's son uh-huh i never knew that okay i didn't either yeah i believe that's the only thing in jar jar about jar jar i put in this whole thing that's fine okay i, think. I got a few things so well i figured we'd talk about it at our thoughts mm-hmm. but trivia yeah. wise i'm like no i don't want to know anything else about jar jar <laughs> i think there's, there's a- more there's more, I think, in the next one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. or not more in the next one. There's some in the next one, and there's some in when we do the Clone Wars animated, because he's in there. Right. Mm-hmm. A little bit. So anywho, Liam Neeson, who plays Quinn Gunjin, was so eager to be in the film that he signed on without having read the script. Sounds like him. Love it. Star Wars fan or you grew up with Star Wars and you're mm-hmm. an actor and they come to you and say hey we want you in this new Star Wars film mm-hmm. are you really gonna read the script you're just like yeah oh yeah yep. sure let's do it give me Absolutely. a pin I love it I, I will find exactly. you and I will sign your script <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> 
I love it. And then during filming, Ewan McGregor, who I also think is kind of like on the mark level of of his love of being in the Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because there was a, I was, I love watching, oh, what's the show? I always forget it when I get on camera. It's a British talk show. And it's one of my favorites to watch. And he was taught, Ewan was talking about a time where this kid ran up to him thinking it was Obi-Wan. He played Obi-Wan and the kid, he, he didn't have his beard on. And the kid was running back to his mom saying, mom, it's not Obi-Wan. And Ewan, Ewan was running after him saying, yes, I do. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. He's so proud of being Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh, but apparently Ewan McGregor, during filming made lightsaber noises as he dueled yeah so funny i mean i made lightsaber noises when i dueled my brother did you make lightsaber noises ever when you were a kid or probably now? yeah now yeah well i actually have one that <laughs> makes now. the noises itself so. <laughs> oh and i got those cool nice. lightsabers i don't now. i don't have Do a you. fancy one my yeah. brother has a fancy one i have one that you still have to like hit the button and Mm-hmm. Out and it, I had so many of those and I broke them all. So, well, I got um, it. When did I get it? I got it last time, not this past trip, but the trip before I got it because I didn't have a lightsaber anymore. My brother had all the lightsabers. So I'm like, I uh, want okay. one for my, like, my star. I have a Star Wars shelf back there somewhere you can't see. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted a, a lightsaber hilt for my my collection. Mm-hmm. But he would make lightsaber noises as he told. And George Lucas explained many times <laughs> that the sound effects would be added in by right. special effect people later on. Uh, McGregor would say, I kept getting carried away. Mm-hmm. That's as so he funny. should. I know. I you're, I would. Aww, he's just having fun. Absolutely. Exactly. It's filmmaking. Filmmaking is fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess so. I've never done it. I've watched you guys do it. It can be. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, yeah, it does. It really does. Oh, and then to keep on the roll, Ian McGregor studied many of Sir Alec Guinness's films, including the Star Wars, to ensure accuracy in everything from his accent to the pacing of his words. I think this is why he worked so well for Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of how much work he put into it. Because mm-hmm. he really does seem like a young Alec Guinness when it comes to obi-wan in my opinion Mm -hmm. i don't know what you guys think yeah no he Mm -hmm. uh, he 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 puts so much of himself and into understanding the character i mean just the mannerisms the nuances like you don't see it in the phantom menace but there's a scene in attack of the clones where he sits down in a certain Mm -hmm. way and even just the way he sits down like he kind of hunches over like this Mm -hmm. you know in the exact same way that alec guinness did Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's yeah he's they couldn't have picked a better guy yeah and he was a he was cast from a short list of 50 actors all of whom were compared to pictures of the young sir alec guinness so he he won out in the end and we're very i'm very thankful uh, that that he won out yeah and then i didn't know this but ian mcgregor is the nephew of dennis lawson who plays wedge antilles in the original trilogy and actually in Wedge kind of shows up in The Last Jedi too for like a second. He does? Yeah. He's a fighter pilot. And because I remember him coming up on screen, I'm like, it's Wedge. Oh, I think I vaguely, I I saw the, I only saw the movie once. So I have to watch it. I just remember it because he was an original. I'm like, "Ah, original. Anything connected to the originals, I remember because it's always, yeah. It's always just 
the best things about the prequels and the sequels because 100%. you connect them to the originals in my mm-hmm. that's that's my thing i gotcha mm-hmm. so yeah so he's the nephew of wedge and who the dennis who plays wedge and then Quangon Jin's communicator <laughs> so the communicator in phantom menace is a redecorated gillet sensor xl razor for women so <laughs> a razor was redecorated as a communicator yeah i didn't i i that's so random even I how after they came I, up with that i was watching the movie while i was doing these notes and i went back to it and i'm like that does not look like a racer the magic of filmmaking exactly. i have to watch it again but interesting that's so yeah. great that's so crazy i just, I, just I want to know what the thought process was behind that like they just stared at it we need a thing that's kind of a cell phone but not a cell phone Oh my gosh! Let's just oh, take I got this, this razor. razor here. Yeah, why not? Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of some of the other things Lucas has done, like with sound effects and how he finds things. It's like it kind of makes sense. That's true. Mm. Sets. So the sets were built only as high as the top of the actors' heads, and computer graphics filmed filled in the rest. Which, yeah, normal. But because Liam Neeson is so tall, he cost the set crew an extra one hundred fifty thousand dollars in construction because they had to make it taller. Golly, that's so funny. Poor Liam. (laughs) Oh, okay. As a young girl watching this movie for the first time and seeing (laughs) the queen this freaked me out when i figured out it was two people so fully dressed and in makeup natalie portman and kira knightley resembled each other so much that even knightley's mother who visited the set had trouble identifying her own daughter i remember being so freaked out when it was not like when we when I realized that Kier that like there was somebody else playing the queen during that time like mm-hmm. it just, mm-hmm. it just it they look the same yeah yes they, they really look the same and it's funny to think that it's Kira Knightley because so many years later she comes out in Pirates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was what four years later yeah I guess it was yeah mm-hmm. it was like a lot longer mm-hmm. she was young yeah. She was extremely young for Pirates yes. of the Caribbean. We talked mm-hmm. about that. I think yes. she was like she was like 17, right? Like she was still mm. she wasn't even like uh she was still a teenager. No, I thought she teenager. had to be legal. Cause I feel like I read somewhere that she was like just short of it. Or she like just barely she like just turned 18. Yeah, I think like maybe. Right maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe she's very young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very yeah, young. Yeah, she was quite young. According to Star Wars Canon, Obi-Wan's hanging braid. <laughs> is a Jedi tradition common to all Padawan learners. When his master feels that he has reached proper maturity, he must face a series of trials. If completed, he cuts the braid with his lightsaber, signifying that the student is now a full Jedi Knight. I feel like they might have next made that tradition when Luke took over in the pre in the sequels. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah, that's old. It's uh, old, the old ways. The, yeah, the old ways, the old republic. 20th Century Fox released the first trailer with strict instructions that it's not to be shown before a certain date. When a Canadian movie theater accidentally showed it a day early, they lost the rights to show the movie. That mm. sucks. God. That hurts. That, <laughs> that does. sucks for them. Can you imagine all that money they lost? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. 
they might as well just close up that theater yeah and it wasn't intentional it's like they actually didn't think they were doing anything wrong so oops whoopsie mm-hmm. yeah so anakin's theme in the phantom menace is actually a musical variation on the empire imperial march from the empire strikes back makes sense yeah mm-hmm. makes sense because mm-hmm. if it would it wouldn't make sense to have a different type of musical scheme to go along with him it's not like we don't know what he's going to end up becoming mm-hmm. yeah so darth maul doesn't show up until almost the half hour mark and only speaks a total of three lines spending almost all of his 8.5 minutes 8.5 minutes of screen time either listening walking or standing quietly or fighting <laughs> Maul actually has been a very memorable, intense monologue. Sorry, Maul actually has a very memorable, intense monologue about fear that was used in TV spots, but never actually made it into the final movie. Furthermore, Peter Serafinowicz had stated in an interview that he actually recorded much, much more dialogue for Maul that never ended up in the film. Interesting. I feel like I heard that. Like, I know yeah. he was supposed to be bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh-huh. not knowing anything about this for years and years and years and years and years, I thought he was in this more. And then I was like, that was it? Yeah. He's in the he car- was, they brought I heard him he's in the, the cartoons. cartoons. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. hear that. And I have not seen that yet, obviously. But yeah. yeah, I was a little confused when I got to this movie. And I was just like, that was it? Seriously? Mm-hmm. When you get to the Clone Wars, his arc is actually one of the most interesting of i've heard that yeah so i'm looking forward to getting to that yeah Yeah, thankfully because i did not understand the hype (laughs) he has has an interesting arc in the rebels too he does yeah he does good to know Mm -hmm. okay yeah i think i i think that's why we were like i love that they brought in these tv shows and stuff because some of these characters that should have had a little bit more right more in the films they're being able to kind of pull it out more and and, mm-hmm. and use them more mm-hmm. like i love being able to interact with the clone army a little bit more in yeah. clone wars and mm-hmm. yes. rex and cody and mm-hmm. some of those other ones because you see them in there you see them in <laughs> rebels and i feel like there's another spot you see those old clone guys anywho yeah but being able to bring that in i think is really really cool but yeah i don't know why they didn't have him in more in this i felt mm-hmm. like they didn't use him to the fullest potential yeah. i mean the fight scene from all is probably the best part of the movie right with him quinn gondren and, and obi-wan but he it i feel like they didn't use him to the full extent that he could be used they made mm-hmm. him seem so menacing and then they yeah. slice him in half yeah and i know at the time that was a big disappointment to a lot of people i mm-hmm. I, I was the same way i really didn't know anything about him other than he was like okay this is the bad guy right mm-hmm. but some other people i had talked to were like that's the guy they went to see the movie for you know they wanted mm-hmm. to see this menacing bill and they wanted to see the big fight scenes and then the big fight scene at the end like my one buddy was like yes finally we get to see this and it lasts eight like what eight and a half minutes something like that like yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah it's it let down for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like he—he's kind of like the Boba Fett of the pre- prequels. I was just thinking that too. They really—they Boba Fetted him. They Boba Fetted <laughs> they Boba him. Fett, that's exactly a new they term. Did. They did. It's they a Boba thing. Fetted him. <laughs> Ooh, who did they Boba Fett in the new ones? We'll have to talk about that when we get to the new ones. Phasma. 
Kathy Fadden. Yes. Oh my gosh. They did that. Oh yeah. They did her dirty. They did do her dirty. So, and she's not coming back from what happened to her. Like we can't do what they're doing with Boba. Yeah. You done. I, I, I forgot what happened to her. Did she die? Uh, she got blown up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I yeah. think that's again, it's been a while since I've seen the, the sequels, but yeah, she, she done blown up. She, she yeah. dropped into fire and <laughs> how you do that to Brienne of Tarth? Like one of the most, one of the best fighters in Game of Thrones, you put her in Star Wars, and then you just no, just kidding. Never mind. Come <laughs> yeah, on. my brother has the same thought process. Yeah. He is so ticked at them for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for, during the first week of the first trailer's release, many theaters reported up to 75% of their audiences paying full price for a movie, then walking out after the Star Wars one trailer oh was shown. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I kind of want to know what those movies were. I know, like, what were they playing in front of? <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. When did this movie come out? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. We're gonna fight. But that. I mean, then the trailers would have been on here. I know, but like, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can think of some of the movies. So, nineteen ninety nine. Ten things I hate about you was out during that time. Cruel Intentions. Never been kissed. She's all that. Big Daddy, Varsity Blues, October Sky. I don't know which ones were like, would have been it, but just like looking to see what the American Pie. Oh, The Mummy was out during mummy 99, maybe. I would think The Mummy been. would fit for the I think audience. I have a vague yeah. memory actually of that. I have a vague, because I didn't see it in the theater, but I remember people talking about like, in The Mummy, you're going to see the new Star Wars trailer. Sleepy Hollow might've been one. Could have been one. It might've been more just because like those romantic comedies were technically big summer releases. So yeah. they were kind of gearing for more of a bigger audience. Possibly. I don't know. A lot of these movies that came out in 99. Oh, Boondock Saints came out in 99. Hmm. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. I, I still love that movie. It is a good movie. That still kind of holds the top spot for me. Yeah. Why did you watch that movie? Was it because of you? I watched it in college. Did you make me watch that movie? Well, we think we all did. It was like a, one of those... It was we just kind of naturally revolved around it. Okay. Like it was the first time I ever saw it was with our group, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But that, that doesn't, I don't remember the trailer because, okay. As a 99, so we would have been uh, 11, 11, 12, 11, 12. I I would have been 11. So you guys would have been probably 12. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't like, I remember liking the Phantom Menace when I first saw it mm-hmm. because I was 11 and I right. didn't, I, I, I think we actually wanted to be Jake Lloyd because we could, you, you want to be that kid that gets found and be a Jedi and all the things. But now mm-hmm. as we get older and we're like, wait a second, why did, mm-hmm. why did we like this movie? And we can talk about that soon. Yeah. Because according to Jake Lloyd, there was a six hour cut of the film that was screened for several people before the film was released with those who saw it proclaiming it had been, it had proclaiming it to be mind boggling good. Like the later lost cut of Star Wars. This cut has never been publicly released. I want the six hour cut. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want it. Absolutely. And I believe it. I believe that it's brilliant. That's actually going to be one of my points later on, but I believe that is a masterpiece. I believe it would mm-hmm. be. Yeah. I believe there's more of Darth Maul. I believe that mm-hmm. we don't want to like smack Anakin five times over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Heck, maybe they killed Jar Jar in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. probably not. Yeah, no, probably <laughs> not. But, you probably know. not. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. This is ultimately the only Star Wars film where nobody speaks the word lightsaber at all. Mm-hmm. Anakin calls it laser mm-hmm. sword. Yep. I, I got it. I understood it yeah. as a kid. I, you know, I, I was like, okay, I get it. He's a kid. He doesn't know about lightsabers, but he knows mm-hmm. they, this, these weapons exist. Like, I forget. He knows that, that he's a Jedi. Like, how do you know he's a Jedi, but don't know the weapon of a Jedi is a lightsaber. Mm. He calls him Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe it's regional. Like in some regions of the country, they're called... <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, we have soda versus pop in our world. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Lightsaber oh, versus laser sword. All right, all right, all right, all right. In Tatooine, laser we call sword. it laser sword, and we don't call it anything else. You know, keep your lightsabers up and your Coruscant and your people who are better than us. There you go. Okay, I can, I can, I can go behind that. Yeah, you won me over. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. <sighs> Maybe I don't. I, I I don't know. I have no idea what I meant by that. Oh my God, I have no idea either. So we're just gonna move on. In 97, a fierce sandstorm destroyed several of the Tatooine sets in the desert outside of, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, Tazur, Tunis, someplace. Mm-hmm. Filming resumed two days later. George considered this a good omen as the same thing happened during filming Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he was a little wrong on his omen. I think Probably. so, too. Mm-hmm. They destroyed a lot of stuff on that set, too. Like, I watched it behind the scenes. It was rough for them. Mm, I bet. Mm. Well, I mean, sandstorms, they're not... They're not they're friendly. Not, it, no. ain't, it, it ain't a thunderstorm. No, it ain't. Yeah. No. It's not even a hurricane. Like, yeah, hurricanes do a lot of destruction, but mm-hmm. sand, like, wears and tears. Like, right. it's mm-hmm. just very different than water. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, mm-hmm. Kenny Barker, R2-D2, mm-hmm. and Frank Oz, Yoda. Mm-hmm. Also Palpatine, uh, actor Ian McDermott. Mm-hmm. The only actors to reprise their role from the original Star Wars trilogy. So, when I read this, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I did not realize Ian McDermott played the original pe- Emperor. Really? Oh. I didn't put two and two together. That's hilarious. Interesting. I love that. Because he's so old in these ones that I'm like, oh, it must have been somebody else because he, his face is distorted in like right. the Emperor and you yeah. really don't see it. So it didn't click in my head like literally the, two weeks ago. I'm, this is horrible of me to not realize this. Like I didn't know he was actually. Oh, so you just surprising. recently found this. Like recently, recently. Like oh. two weeks ago, recently oh, figured this wow. out. Like okay. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed. Wow. <laughs> I am ashamed. Wow. Oh, that's hilarious. That's a, that's a Star Wars sin. I will. Uh, it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. Like I'm like, wait a second. What do you mean Palpatine is, the like, origi- is in the original? Ashley. Like, and I went to IMBD really? and like. You didn't oh, hear no. it in the voice? I mean, that's, I figured it out just from the voice. Yeah. I didn't. No, I, didn't I, I just never paid attention to it. I uh, just didn't pay attention to the emperor. I'm just like, yeah, it's, he's the bad guy. <laughs> he's the bad guy. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I know yeah. it's a, it's a Star Wars. That <laughs> actually. That's so funny. I know it's so bad. Yeah. But you know, but it's I, okay. I, I, 
it's I'll say not as bad as some Star Wars sins, so I'll take it. True, true. I mean, it's not like saying Greedo shot first or anything. Oh dear uh, Lord! <laughs> Whoever and says that is an idiot. I mean, even even Han Solo has a Harrison has a shirt that says "I shot first. Oh, nice. There's a couple different pictures I've seen of him with different things like that. I'm like, you're funny, Harrison. I'm, I'm, Harrison I'm sure is ridiculous. Is. But uh, to, no, to your point on uh, the Emperor, I will say this: like, it, it does the fact that he's so distorted and disfigured in the original. Mm-hmm. It did take. I mean, I knew it was the same guy. But in my mind, my 11-year-old mind, I was like, why is he old now? He must have been, like, like super old back then. Because he, in my mind, he was still, like, the old wrinkly emperor. So the magic of filmmaking reminded mm-hmm. me that, oh, wait, no, he's a young guy in very, very old makeup. Mm-hmm. So He was not that young in the prequels. No, no, no. I mean the, the original. I'm talking about Return of the oh, Jedi. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, if he's older, true. I was like, mm-hmm. if he's old in Return of the Jedi, shouldn't he be like way older in the prequels? And then I realized, mm-hmm. oh wait, no, in our world, he was a mm-hmm. young guy. You know, it's yeah. And I think that's what it was for me, like when I was younger, because I just haven't put much thought into it since then. But like, mm-hmm. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, the guy in the prequels is older, so he couldn't have been in the original because the originals had an older guy. Right. And my mind didn't go to filmmaking because I do not think in that terms. I mm-hmm. think in just the storyline itself. Mm-hmm. My brain is in different spots. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that's why it never dawned on me that it's the same person until mm-hmm. I, you know, was doing mm-hmm. the trivia. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. When I don't watch these very often. Like, well. I'm not one to watch the prequels. <laughs> right. I watch the prequel, the the this one the other week when I was doing the trivia because I needed to for this. I'm like, mm-hmm. I still haven't watched the other ones, which is why those <laughs> outlines have not been done yet. Mm-hmm. I assumed. Today. I assumed. Yeah. It'll be completed. It'll be fine. So yeah. Anywho, the core plot of the movie came from George Lucas's first draft of Star Wars, mm-hmm. which he wrote in 1975. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the original plot of Star or draft was of Star Wars, but it was apparently close to this. It is unrecognizable from A New Hope. I'll say that because I looked up the basic outline. It is so different. Oh, wow. I mean, they're different or good different. Not really good or bad. Just just not something that would make a two and a half hour movie, which is, again, something that we can talk about later. But Mm -hmm. it's very very sci-fi opera very a lot a lot of there are similarities to the uh the phantom menace too because you you know the idea that they're going from one place to another and they're fleeing something and there's just there's mm-hmm. a lot going on mm-hmm. throwing one thing out in the original one luke skywalker actually played this, a similar role to what qui-gon jinn played oh. so he was a lot more older he was a world weary you know kind of person mm-hmm. and then anakin skywalker was what luke would have been in mm. uh, a new hope so there's there's very yeah a lot of similarities there yeah and there's still some differences too but it's yeah a lot to go into honestly you can make a whole podcast on that one Mm -hmm. well i mean okay let's think about this for a second if and if the prequels if they went in the direction that anakin was more like luke Mm -hmm. in the sense that slightly older Mm-hmm. not as whiny i mean mm-hmm. whiny but not as whiny as more cocky than whiny yeah yes yeah i could see that happening i could have I, that might have made a better fan of menace a yes. lot of people are saying that too a lot so that's a very common argument for it 
Yeah, I, I agree. That. Mm -hmm. I agree. Huh? Interesting. Okay. Darth Maul's double-bladed lightsaber design was borrowed from the 1996 comic book series Tales of the Jedi: The Sith War. Oh. So someone else wrote it, and mm -hmm. within the Lucas films, Lucas, not films, but just George Lucas right. world, and they borrowed that. And then the only Star Wars movie, this is the only Star Wars movie in which Anthony Daniels did not provide the movements of C-3PO. Instead, they were performed by puppeteer Michael Lynch, which makes sense because he didn't have his gold plating. Mm -hmm. It would have been really hard mm -hmm. to like have a person inside there. Right. Yeah. So I can see that being a puppet. Mm -hmm. But Anthony Daniels will always be C-3PO. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. Any other trivia? Dan that you knew of or maybe it's in your thoughts I'm not sure I didn't read through your thoughts no I, I definitely have quite a quite a few it's it's more on the let's see yeah I got a lot of trivia actually go you know what go for it this is why mm -hmm. I put you first I'm like you know what okay. Dan needs to just talk first on this one yeah, and I will interject cool. as needed so I'll, I'll start because you we, we started off with Jar Jar before. So I'll mention I'll start with some technical things about Jar Jar, which I actually thought was kind of interesting. And it kind of raises some interesting questions about how he could have been. Okay. So uh, originally, when they first filmed it, or when they first came up with the idea, it was supposed to be a guy in a suit. Mm -hmm. Ahmed Best was I uh, yeah, like they filmed the entire movie with him, you know, wearing the suit that looked a lot like what we saw in the in the movies. Mm -hmm. And the plan was always to sort of superimpose a CGI head over the body. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it would have been sort of a combination of both. The problem with that is that it would have cost an extra like 1.3 million something Ugh. to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you gotta remember their budget was like 50 million. Yeah, that's pretty small. So yeah, so they were they were and they, they ended up going like way over it. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well which which that's that I'll get to that in a minute. But so what they found out is that doing the full CG character would have saved them a whole lot of money and plus took half the man hours. So, mm. yeah, it's, as I was watching, I remember thinking like, I get it. But at the same time, the one of some of the things you lose, and even George mentioned this, is that you lose the interaction between a live action person and a character mm -hmm. or in a, in a, and, you know, a guy in a suit. Replacing mm -hmm. that with CGI, it creates that sort of disconnect. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand why a lot of people didn't like that. Mm-hmm. This was interesting. So Jake Lloyd was actually six years old when he first auditioned. Hmm. Because he was saying that he actually had to go in every six months for like two years to keep auditioning before he Crazy. actually got it. So he was like, he was six years old and then he was eight when he actually got the part and the movie came out when he was like 10. Yeah. So he was like, wow. he was a baby. Mm -hmm. He was. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was really... Uh, amazing just the fact that he could handle that that much at that young of an age mm -hmm. what else did i have well it didn't handle it well he's not he hasn't done well he's, since that movie yeah well a big part of no. that was the backlash yeah mm, i have thoughts on jake lloyd but i will wait yeah to share uh, okay what else what, what else have i got Ewan mcgregor this is cool Ewan mcgregor actually got to choose his own lightsaber he had a choice of about like i don't know seven or eight different lightsaber models mm -hmm. i did read that yeah 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 and so, so after he like got the moves and everything they're like all right there's a moment of truth opened up a case and he had like all these really just you know you got the process he had to choose them. he's like i have been waiting for this moment mm -hmm. so i was like that's a that's like a harry potter wand moment it really is oh no. yeah <sighs> i want to choose my lightsaber 
I know, right? So filming on the Tatooine stuff, this is crazy, was 104 degrees at 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> By the afternoon, 135 degrees. Oh, no. That, yeah. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. And I mean, poor on my best had to wear that entire suit, Jar Jar suit, being in that entire, you no, know, no, for no. that. Yeah. So they were, they were like, everything's going great. We're all just dying of heat stroke. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And this begs me to question. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this when I was watching the, the sequel. I watched Force Awakens the other day. And I'm like, why did he have to start every single movie on a desert planet? I know, right? That's like every a... single, every single mm -hmm. protagonist for him mm -hmm. is a desert planet. I'm like, I, I know there has to be some sort of meaning behind it in literary form and blah 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 but mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. sorry mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> this is actually thought that was really interesting so george lucas gets a lot of backlash for the fact that he wrote and directed everything mm -hmm. but i found this out originally he didn't want to do that originally he was actually looking at he talked to steven spielberg ron howard and robert zemeckis he approached mm -hmm. all three of them to direct those and all three of them turned them down why mm -hmm. I guess they just they? felt they felt like they wanted him to they, they were like it's your baby you should be the yeah. one to do it that's what i read too yeah so it, it was it's one of those like what could have been but the original star wars were his baby and he didn't fully direct all three of those uh, exactly exactly he's not a director uh, he's not I and mean, he, he is but this. he isn't yeah mm -mm. yeah i want to smack ron howard and steven spielberg <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Ron so should have done the new ones, but that's another story too. Well, he did. Well, he did. He did well, solo. Yeah, he did solo, right? So. No, I mean, he did solo? Yes, yeah. girl. Come on. Oh, that's right. He saved solo. Yeah, that's true. I meant the the prequel or the sequels. The sequels. That would that would have been interesting. I think it would have. Yeah. Anywho. Mm-hmm. And then so fans have created when the phantom menace created such a backlash that fans actually started creating their own edit of the film and the most famous one is called the phantom edit mm -hmm. which it takes a lot of jar apparently it takes a lot of jar jar's scenes out and then i think removes about 20 minutes or so of the film to basically just show kind of how they improved it and that's something that actually spawned a whole lot of the fact that fans could even do that you mm -hmm. know because the internet wasn't even close to what it is now so right. nowadays we have people re-editing pretty much anything you know fans re-editing or anything that can you know add their own kind of takes on it mm -hmm. so, so that was kind of the first thing to spawn fandom spawn that. yeah mm -hmm. it uh, it showed how very vocal the fans actually are yeah yeah uh, here we go the budget so the budget originally was like 50 million mm -hmm. it okay. cost them it cost them what they ended up spending around 115 million so they took a pretty hard loss for that the good news is that between like the sales and the merchandising and the advertising and everything, mm -hmm. it grossed about like 1.2 billion totally. Okay. Yeah, so fun. they made it back pretty well, but it's still, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it, it it hurt. It hurt. It hurt them a little bit. For, for a movie that got so much backlash, they made a lot of money. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Star, like, Star Wars is we, gonna make money anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's funny because our fan, our, this is where our fandom sort of is functional. We're like, no, we do not like it. It was horrible. It needs to be redone, but we're gonna pay money for it and we're gonna buy all the merchandise and we're still gonna fund you, but we mm -hmm. think you need to do better. <laughs> exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. 
Yeah, I got a bunch of other things here, but honestly, you can probably add more when we get into the discussion part. So mm-hmm. if you want to. Okay. Yeah. We'll go into your discussion. Yeah, go for it. No, I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Okay. Sammy, go for it. Okay, hold on. Let me scroll down. <laughs> She's taking a drink. I, I yeah. Not prepared. Not prepared. <laughs> okay. So I don't like it. I'm on the Ashley Hay train. <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't like it the first time. I don't like it this time. So Let the hate flow through. So you. yeah. So okay. First or she of would all, be Sith. Let's be real. First of all, that's possibly true. So <laughs> all right. So I want to say for Jake Lloyd being a child, I feel bad because I know he was bullied and teased and made fun mm-hmm. of and all of that. And mm-hmm. I do feel yeah. truly bad for him because that's horrible. No one yeah, should have to go through that. Absolutely. absolutely. Having said that, I have met Jake Lloyd as a adult. I have. That's right. You what? told me about yes, this. Yes, I did. I, I have personally met him and interacted with him, and I am not a fan. I don't like the way he speaks or acts oh. or anything about him. So I just want to say some of my hate may be a little related to to that. Now, I know he clearly has some issues because after I met him is when he got arrested and, and all that mm. fun stuff. So whatever he struggles he's going through, I hope he got through it and I hope he's doing better. But at the time I was not a fan when I met him, I was not not a fan of Jake Lloyd. And when I met him, I didn't really know anything about star Wars and Robbie's just like, yeah, he was in star Wars. And I was like, Mm -hmm. sure. Okay. You say so. And then he's like, Oh, and he was in jingle all the way. And I'm like, Oh, I know that movie. That's sad. But. Oh, that's right. Jingle all the way. Totally forgot about that movie. Yeah. I was forgetting he was in that. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's one of our Christmas classics that we watch. But yeah, so I might be a little biased because of that. But having said that, some of what we just already discussed, I think that the movies would have been better if we maybe spent like 10 or 15 minutes on a younger child, Anakin, getting collected up by by the Jedi and bringing Mm -hmm. him in for training and then moved on to teenage Anakin and started from there. I feel like I would have enjoyed the movie better. The plot would have moved along better with all three of them. If we started when he was older and started to see the angst and the the love story would not have bothered me so much when we get to that part. Even though I know that's not in this movie, but it's still weird to go from, I was like obsessed with her since I was like eight. I just, no. Yeah, I just I feel like it would have flowed better if they started no, a little bit older. I personally, yeah. I would have it's, enjoyed it's, it's it. It's a bit odd. It's a bit much. Yeah, it was too much child, and I don't feel like they didn't do much with him in the movie. Like he was just kind of there, and they kept talking about him being strong with the force and everything. But mm-hmm. then it was just kind of he was just hanging out, and mm-hmm. I just I just didn't see the point in even having him in the movie at all. And <laughs> it's supposed to be his origin story. I just didn't get it. So yeah. I just can't. Yeah. And then some of the scenes. So the visual effects are obviously very cool and very cool for the time, right? That was the whole point was George Lucas was like, we can do the movie because now we have the visual effects to do the movie, right? That was one of mm-hmm. his things. Very cool. I, I'll give you that for 1999. Awesome. Some of the scenes were pointless and I include the pod race, which was visually oh. very cool. No, no, no. Now hear me out. Hear me no, out. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm with you. I'm with yes. you. Yes. I don't want to. I, I saw Ashley's face. <laughs> so because hear me I out. like the pod no i don't think the pod race itself is bad again visually it's awesome pointless but i like it it's pointless and if you're gonna have what we just said which is supposedly six hours worth of film and you just spent how much time on the actual cut 
with the pod race, that has nothing to do with anything. He's clearly going to yeah. win the stupid pod race or the movie ends. So I didn't understand why it was so long. Or yep. merchandising, no, merchandising. Yes, with the real money of the movie. It is. We make we video toys games. We sell and toys. video games. And yeah, you could just tell. It was just terrible. Yeah. It just, it did not need to be that extensive. I, I always like fall asleep whenever I watch it. Every time yeah. I zone out, I'm just like, yeah, oh, we're still here. Time, right. Exactly. When like it was playing, basketball. I was doing something else and I'm like, it's still on. Okay. Maybe it's just yeah. fast forward it. So I wonder if his purpose of the podcast or podcast <laughs> pod race was, hey, we have purpose. <laughs> uh, I wonder if the pod race was supposed to help show his, I think they did a poor job of it, but his sensitivity to the force because they said no human has ever right won the race but i'm like if you're gonna do that i feel like you could have done it differently Mm -hmm. and better yes it just was too much because they didn't show anything that everything he did was normal like racing stuff none of it had to do with like his force sensitivity at all it didn't feel like he was in danger no no because that was was the whole thing it was like this so you know yeah. yeah. And honestly, the whole movie, he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he has fourth sensitivity at all through the whole right. thing. What I'm saying, he doesn't do anything. So why did yeah. they, why did they do it? I don't know. It just bothers yeah. me. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, enough about Anakin. So then <laughs> moving on to Jar Jar, our other favorite character. <laughs> the beginning of your I don't, sentence. I don't hate Jar Jar really, okay. but. He has some stupid lines. He's got what I would call basic crass humor. Mm-hmm. And it felt very much like they were catering to children. And I, you can mm-hmm. get the vibe of the entire movie with the childish humor. There's a kid who's the main star in it. They have these droids, which are just silly and stupid. And I'm sorry, like anybody could have defeated them. I don't think they were scarier rather 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 i'm gonna hear that in my sleep for eternity i swear (laughs) (laughs) and there's not enough to me there's not enough action in the fighting scenes obviously we have that amazing fighting scene towards the end with darth maul Maul and quinn johnson but i just i don't know jar jar just adds to it where i'm like he was fine even with the weird way he talks and everything i would have been fine with it it's just the dumb humor that they included in it and yeah he's he trips over things and he's clumsy. That's fine to make him as a character, but it just got to be cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And that may have been part of it, you know, with them making him fully CGI, that probably did add to it, making it right. more over the top than it would have been if it was a person. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just, Ahmed I, Best did an amazing job too. Like if you're watching the behind the scenes, yeah. acting it out, mm-hmm. he did so good. It was so endearing. I feel bad for him because it's really not his good. fault that the character is so annoying. Right. And I don't think he deserves the hate either because he did what he, he was there to do. No actor ever deserves the hate. I mean, unless they're mm-hmm. just a terrible person to their fans. Like, no actor well, yeah. deserves mm-hmm. the hate they've received. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, he just, I don't think he was used well if they wanted to include a new character like that. I just don't enjoy the way that they portrayed him and utilized mm-hmm. him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, totally with you. Yeah. And then it really did feel like this whole movie was almost deployed just to sell toys and and like we said, video games and, and earn more money, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a, is disappointing because I'm sure there was a lot of better scenes left on the cutting room floor. If the, yeah. the what they're saying, if that movie was so amazing, mm-hmm. it's just sad. One and of the early, mm-hmm. go ahead. 
No, I say one of the Gary, I think it's Gary Kurtz was his name, mm -hmm. one of the our producers uh, from the original. He made a point to say that. He said, you know, mm -hmm. the sales of toys, unfortunately, have taken over the la or the, the, the story. You know, yeah, that's become more of the tell. focus. It's like, it's like, I get it. It's an empire, but it's sad to see the story suffer because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was just. Mm. And then I already said, I didn't understand the whole thing with Darth Maul because I was like, why was he in this movie for like two seconds? Right. I thought he was going to be in it way more, <laughs> especially yeah. since I've seen him. Not again, my first exposure was Disney things mostly. Mm -hmm. And then he's on merchandise. He's walking around on Star Wars days and meet and greets and stuff. And I was just like, he wasn't even like in this movie. Why are people so right. obsessed with him? I don't understand. Yeah. 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 And I'm so sad about Neom. Yeah. Aww. he was so good in the movie and he's only in it one just the one movie i was very sad yeah. about that yeah well Cause, just because I, I love liam neeson so yeah, yeah. with queen ganjin like i was thinking like i saw that line i'm like you know what i mean they could have done this they could have kept in one more movie they could have but in but the problem is is there's that that consistency with what we know from the original movies and mm -hmm. we know that obi-wan trained Anakin yeah so, so it made even sense. though like we want to keep Liam in longer mm -hmm. we can't because of yeah everything. I knew he I had mean, to die but where they could have yeah. he might not have had to die he could have like stayed on the council and and Obi-Wan finishes trials and take on Anakin mm -hmm. and, and stuff I mean there's that possibility I mean I don't they would have had to write how Anakin got brought in differently because Yoda didn't want him in there. He, no. I mean, Yoda saw it from the beginning. Right. And no one listened to just Yoda. Listened to Yoda. <sighs> Nobody listens to Yoda. Come Nobody. On. Come on now. It's amazing man. he hasn't gotten bitter because of all the people who have ignored him. Uh huh. You've seen the the pre the or the originals, right? He's he wasn't bitter. bitter. He was grumpy. He wasn't bitter. I would be okay, grumpy well, too by he's then. Still grumpy. Yeah. All these stupid Jedi don't listen to what I have to say. Forget yeah. you. Man. Told you, did I? <laughs> yeah. Told you he's, so, did I? He's unpatient. Too yeah. old. Oh, oh, but I didn't really. Begin attorney. Speaking of Yoda, <laughs> I don't really like a CGI Yoda. I no, I don't either. I don't like yeah, it's not. It's either. not. It's actually better than the puppet Yoda from the Phantom Menace, though, because originally there was. I a heard puppet. that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was, the puppet was weird looking. It was. Yeah, it was. I still just. Yeah, CGI Yoda is not the greatest. Animated Yoda is pretty awesome. I'll tell you that. I think I like. I don't animated mind animated Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, yeah. But I, didn't I like think the... he's fun. Animated Yoda, and then wait till, wait till, without spoilers, I'll just say Yoda goes through a dark place in mm -hmm. the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Don't watch it with the lights off, or do if you like to get scared. Oh my! Oh yeah! Oh no! You, you know what I'm talking about, right? When he has I to do know go what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh no! Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because when that was happening, I'm like, what is going on? Right. I was like, this is a horror movie. What is <laughs> oh this? Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, it's cool, but wow. Mentally Hopefully prepared. those episodes are on your list. They're pretty important. Check that. They They're be. really important. They well, you didn't send there. me your list. So I know, but I don't know what yours. list you find. I don't know. I, it's, I don't know. I I'll think double I'll check my it. list. Okay, I'll double check my list today to make sure that they're on there, and then I'll send you mine to make sure that it coincides. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anywho, yeah. what else? Yeah, no, that's all I can think of right now that okay. I wrote down. So, okay. Uh, <sighs> my thoughts on this movie. Bring okay. it. Okay. So I, 
I think the beginning concept with the Trade Federation and the Jedi coming in, I thought that was a great way to open it just because they are supposed to be the keepers of peace and cooperation. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see that that's what the role is. You get to see Liam and well, or Quingon and, and Obi-Wan interacting before stupid Anakin comes along. So it's, it's just, I'm not wrong. (laughs) I, I really do love the concept of Naboo and their government. I think it's very original and different. Mm -hmm. And I liked that they have, I, I liked that they had also a ruler who's just like, I'm not going to go to war. We're going to figure this out sort of differently. Right. I just, mm-hmm. I, I love the beginning concept. Even the Gungan city is really cool. Like I it thought is. that mm-hmm. the underwater city is cool. I yeah. can't stand Jar Jar. His voice mm-hmm. makes my ears bleed. <laughs> 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 it just, it's the truth. I, I pretty much the same reasons you, the, the humor, the, I just, yeah. it's very childish. I don't like him. He needs to go away. Mm-hmm. Only droids are good backups, like, or a good sidekicks. Like, go away, Gungan. Feel that. So the beginning was great. Mm-hmm. Then we got Tatooine. And you have so many high expectations because this is literally the spot. This is Darth Vader as a child. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, how is Darth Vader going to be as a child? Because he's supposed to be good. And like, he, he became a Jedi because we know that from the originals. So you're like, how is he going to be? Okay, maybe he's a really good pilot like and he has maybe he said some sarcasm to him because you know cocky pilots mm. yada yada no it's this little kid <laughs> who whines and hates sand which mm-hmm. i mean who doesn't hate sand yeah i would hate it too but he just he, and again it's not the actor it's the writing and yes. i'm just like why did you write him this way mm-hmm. i don't get it and then when he meets when he meets queen amidala padme like calling her like and asking if she's an angel and you you right away you see that they're starting this love triangle between this eight-year-old boy and she's what like 14 14 i believe but she was like the youngest like there was somewhere where she was supposed to be kind of the youngest queen of naboo and i can't remember like the youngest queen can be 11 okay so i don't know if she's like 12 or or she's supposed to be 12 or 13 i don't know she looks older but i think it was then again that was canon that was thrown out when disney got it so who knows yeah well back then it was always he's nine she's 14 okay that makes sense i was pretty sure she was 14 okay nine and 14 okay it just you right away you see what they're gonna try to do and you're like why yeah it's weird that's why? why he should have been older. It would have been less creepy. Exactly. Her, make him older or make her younger. Something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Either way. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about the second one. Well, not next week. Next week, we're talking about the animated Clone Wars. But in two weeks, we're talking about the second one and you're talking about that love interest. And it's like uh, where it grows. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. And lots of opinions about that when we get there. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. It just, you bring him in and everything just kind of falls apart. Like they started so strong, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And then you bring in this Anakin character and you're like, this is not the Anakin you would imagine turning into right. Darth Vader. Right. Like the kid version. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. And apparently he's supposed to be like this amazing pilot as a nine-year-old. And it's like, right. you just, hold on. How are you amazing pilot? All you do is a pod racer. That's not the same thing. No. They, mm-hmm. The whole, like, if they want, like, they needed to make him 14 
they needed to make him a rebel who was driving actually luke yeah. driving speeder like actual piloting speeders and right. things mm -hmm. around ta tatooine like they need literally they needed him to be his son yeah he uh, needed and to it would have made sense to miram yeah right. yeah well he, he needed to be a cross between luke and han solo like the yes yes you know the rebelliousness of luke but the arrogance of han solo yes that's yes. what we needed to see yes that's exactly what we need to see we didn't get it what else happened in this movie <laughs> not much Cor oh Coruscant I did like that they finally showed us Coruscant a little bit more like we heard about the Senate in the originals but mm -hmm. we didn't get to see it until this movie so it was kind of cool to see his concept with that and and what it looked like there were some I love there's like bloopers where like one of the one of the pods is like E.T. looking characters mm. E.T. Yes. aliens and, yeah. and different funny. things like that in that, there yeah. so that was cool and the when she like presents herself as queen i do love that like when you realize like she is actually the queen she's not just some handmaiden mm -hmm. it i i found that very like i like padme's character so much more than anakin because you see the power you see mm -hmm. the strength the confidence she really knows what she wants and how to rule mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. all the things and i'm like i like her character more than anakin i feel that yeah i do mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I don't like her as much when we get in the second one, but I like her in the first one. <laughs> Again, that's not um, really her fault. When he oh, no, back. no. I'm I'm not saying her as an actress. I'm saying No, I'm saying her. I'm saying like when. Yeah, I know. And then you got the, the final scenes where we do lose Qui-Gon. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And I wish we could have had him longer, but the fight scene was fantastic. But the, mm -hmm. the whole time that the whole time that they have Obi-Wan and and Darth Maul separated and you see Darth like pacing and you see the rage in Obi-Wan and he's like trying to sit and meditate trying to like mm -hmm. hold it together or was he pacing who was it no he wasn't pacing. No, Darth Maul no, was Darth pacing. Maul was. Darth Maul was pacing okay yeah, Maul was pacing. he was meditating okay but he was like meditating and trying to keep it together because he couldn't let himself go to the dark side mm -hmm. when he fought Maul. Cause you could see it. You could see at first he wanted it, the fear and the anger. He wanted to go to that dark side. Mm -hmm. And I just love how they started Obi-Wan's character. Cause he's probably my favorite in, I mean, other than the droids, you know, you got my homeboys. Mm -hmm. They needed a little bit more. I love how they brought in R2D2. They were like, he was like the one to save the ship, but yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi in the in the prequels is like my favorite character throughout all three. I love his his humor. I I love Aaron McGregor and how he portrayed him. That fight scene with Darth Maul was fantastic. It could have gone a little bit longer, but mm -hmm. I think it was just well done. I think he should have kicked Anakin to the curb, but then we wouldn't again have the movies that we have. Yeah. But I think he did he was just such he was probably the character that if for me to watch the prequels he's the one i'm gonna watch like he's the mm -hmm. reason i'm gonna watch these because he does so well and we're gonna see that when we get into his his show which is gonna be amazing absolutely coming soon dan what about you what are your thoughts on the movie i can't let's wait. let's get into it <laughs> okay so <sighs> see, I, it, it, hate trains are fun but i just i i'm, I'm trying to how do i start it the film, to be fair, actually does have a lot of things going for it. 
And there's a lot of things that it lacks. I'll get into what it lacks first. Okay. And the biggest thing, and somebody actually pointed this out. There's a, there's a couple of, of content creators I follow. And one of them pointed out that one of the biggest thing this film lacks is that sense of community. Because when you watch the originals, you know, we have, we already, we bond very, very quickly with Luke and Han and Leia mm -hmm. and, you know, Lando and Chewie and R2 and all that. And it's, it's so quick that we feel like we're part of their community. You know, when we, we yes. feel like we're part of that group. By the end of The Empire Strikes Back, we're all like, I want to go back to watch Return of the Jedi. I want to hang out with my friends. And even when we, whenever we, when I go back and watch the originals, I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to hang out with my buddies. I want to hang out with my friends. Mm -hmm. The Phantom Menace really didn't have that. And I think that's honestly the biggest flaw in the film. Mm -hmm. In that we, we sort of had a connection between him and Obi-Wan, but that didn't really get fleshed out until later episodes. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember, fe I didn't think that as a kid, but I felt it. I was like, I don't really connect with anyone. There's nobody in this film that I want to be like, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, kind of wanted to be like Obi-Wan, but again, it, it just, it wasn't like, it didn't resonate with my 11-year-old self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So developing that, that friendship is really the biggest thing to me where the film suffered. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. So, hmm. yeah, no, it's... it's I agree. It's spot on. No, it's right? Mm -hmm. It is. It's spot right? on. Right? That I, I never realized that until somebody, an outside source kind of pointed it out. I was like, that's what I don't like about this movie. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest problem I have with it. You're, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's the biggest thing. The second biggest thing was that, first of all, there is so much story content. I mean, this film could have honestly been three films by itself. Yeah. You, you know, from the trade conspiracy to the class wars, the culture mm -hmm. wars, you know, Naboo versus the Gungans, the mm -hmm. conspiracy mm -hmm. of the Sith pulling, you know, you know, behind the scenes, the idea that Palpatine was playing both sides. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything in that movie should have been fantastic. And they tried to do it all in two and a half hours. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and the problem is that they just, they couldn't, they didn't commit to any of it. There were like so many good things, but not enough time to commit to it. They, they really just had to gloss over it. And I, I can't fault them totally for that because again, they had to make, you know, it was a two and a half hour movie mm -hmm. and they had to, you know, as much as control as he had, there were still probably some standards they had to meet. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, in a lot of ways, it was set up to fail in my opinion. You know, mm -hmm. some people might disagree with that, but it's like, plus fan expectations was just beyond mm -hmm. anything. So, you know, either way, people were going to be let down by it, but it was, it had a lot of things working against it. Mm -hmm. And in some cases you have movies where things work against it and it works out. And then sometimes it doesn't. And this is the, it doesn't work out kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, I completely agree with you, Sammy, about the, the Jar Jar stuff. I didn't hate Jar Jar when I first saw him. I was, I, I thought about him. I was pretty indifferent to him. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. he's a, he's the funny character I'm supposed to like, like, you know, whatever. And, and then in hindsight, right. No, exactly. And, and then in hindsight, it's like, okay. The, what got me was like the fart jokes. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. That, 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 that was a bit much, mm -hmm. you know? And, and the thing about star Wars is that when it comes to like the humor, there's always been a balance mm -hmm. in any type of Star Wars content. There's always been, you know, it's 
it's it's humor, but it's never been like pratfalls and fart jokes and just mm -hmm. a lot of falling down. And then it's romantic, but there's not a lot of smooching and kissing and you know, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of things. It's it's dark and it's 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 somber, but it's not depressing. Mm -hmm. Or I guess mm -hmm. It can arguably be when you get to Revenge of the Sith, but even that, there was always a sense of like operatic, you know, sort of hope to it. Mm -hmm. But there's, it's always been a combination of everything and always, you know, sort of toe the line perfectly. And The Phantom Menace to me leaned way too far into the comedy, you know, it leaned yes. way too far into the silliness and the pratfalls and the cartoonish humor. And, mm -hmm. you know, it glossed over all the good content in favor of, hey, let's make some kids laugh. And like, I was in that age group. I was 11, 12 mm -hmm. years old. And I was like, this is fun for the first viewing. And then I saw it again. And I was like, this is not as fun as I remember, mm -hmm. you know? Well, and it's like these 11, 12 year olds that the, the age group that they were trying to bring in, it's like, guys, we grew up on the originals. Mm -hmm. We love the originals. Absolutely. We're going to want what you did, like, or at least that balance a version of it yeah right a version yeah it's like you don't need to cater to us we can mm -hmm. take it we're not like we're yeah. not little well, weak kids we yeah. we understand the darkness mm -hmm. we love darth vader give us <laughs> yeah. darth vader like Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's a yeah. big thing people people sort of hide behind the excuse of oh it's made for kids well kids are a lot smarter than people realize yeah you know like kids understand deep concepts you know i mean they might have to be explained a little bit differently but you know, I mean, don't we don't like kids don't like being spoon fed. Yeah. So Yep. Yeah. So that that's what that's the sort of more or less the piece that I came out to it. Like I, I believe that if there is a six hour cut, it's genius. Which actually ties into my next point. This could be a segue into later things, but right now with all the TV shows coming out and everything, like the Clone Wars and the Soka stuff, we're seeing mm -hmm. Star Wars as it's always been meant to be seen. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, because Lucas always wanted to make serialized, you know, compartmentalized stories. Of course, in the mm -hmm. '70s, he didn't have the resources to do to do that, so he's like, ah, I might as well just make films. And now we have the ability to flesh out these, you know, long, intricate, complex stories, and we can go, you know, we can go all kinds of different places with them. And you know, if the Phantom Menace had done been done in that way, guarantee it would have been just beloved by by so many. Mm -hmm. yeah. As long as they fixed Anakin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. If he was still that written that way, I don't think it, we would have liked it. Well, it, it depends. I mean, if, if, they had t if they had taken him a little more serious, like if, he, if they still played the innocent child thing, but played it a little more seriously, I think it could yeah. have worked. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Cause there, yeah, because there were, there were actually two other actors that they, were, they auditioned Jake Lloyd with. Mm -hmm. And there was mm -hmm. another one. I, I don't even remember the kid's name or whatever, but the way he read the line he read it with such a like a, a gravitas, a sort of maturity that mm -hmm. I think if they if he had given them that part, if they had given that kid the part, it could have added saved a more saved the movies. If not Probably. saved them, at least made them, you know, more Well, let me rephrase yeah. that. Saved his character. Saved his character, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. taken a little more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah so all all in all, it's 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 they tried to do too many things didn't commit to any of them and the general consensus that a lot of the fans say is that it's a really really good bad movie <laughs> that's the best way and that's like kind of tend to that's 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 fairly accurate <laughs> okay all right so yeah phantom menace it, 
So like watching the Clone Wars TV show has given me more appreciation for the Clone Wars movie and the Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. The Revenge, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But there's nothing that's given me any sort of, like we need something to kind of give us more appreciation for Phantom Menace. Like they really should have done something to around it to like mm-hmm. help it. Yeah, and no, I, I feel, feel like that. they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it could have just been the the backlash was so harsh; people were afraid to go near it. Probably true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that with the backlash, they even came out with the second one. Yeah, maybe. Well, it made a lot of money though. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it wasn't totally bad. I mean, there were actually people who did like it. You know, they, the reviews were more or less mixed. So there were yeah. people who were thoroughly enjoyed it, and then people who didn't like it. And mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those like they liked it because it was Star Wars, and then then the opinions sort of dwindled. Yeah, over time. I feel like any more if anybody else does any more like tries to do any more Star Wars movies. I feel like that's how it's always going to be. It's going to be, we, there's going to be people who love it or, mm-hmm. or like it because of Star Wars, but don't like how they did it, or they're going to love it or they're going to hate it. Like, it's just always going to be this mix. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Skywalker trilogy or the Skywalker saga is now closed. Mm-hmm. So any more Star Wars movies that we do more than likely is going to be outside of the, the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. I hope. So, so you're I, one to kind of get away they... from the Skywalkers then. You're you're ready for I that. I mean, I'm if we go back and do okay, so like I know this is off topic, but like, okay, so Rogue One. Rogue One, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. is the movie that's between uh or the movie that c- precedes that is supposed to precede a new hope. Mm-hmm. Literally, like feeds right it, like how they ended it feeds right into New Hope. I if we do movies like that where like okay in Return of the Jedi when I was watching how uh what's her face oh shoot what's her character's name she's even in my book Mon Mothma yes thank you when Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi they're they're about to show us the plans for the second Death Star and she gets that serious face of a a lot of bottomless spies die mm-hmm. for this information it's like okay we saw Rogue One and how we got that info. Where's the movie for this one? Like we should do this one. Mm-hmm. How did they get these? Who, mm-hmm. what, what did it take to get the new plans for the Darth, the Death Star? Mm-hmm. Like if we did movies like that, like the in-between movies mm-hmm. where we're fleshing out what we already know, that's fine. But if they do this whole other thing where, I mean, the Skywalkers are all dead at this point. Literally the yeah. blood relative of Skywalkers they killed them all off. That is true. And we yep. will talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> but they did. So it's not like we can mm-hmm. continue. Like, I don't want us to continue. I like Ray, but I don't, she's not a Skywalker. Like, no. Mm-hmm. He is her own family line, which was. <laughs> I, I'm curious to see where Whatever. you stand on that because there's a lot of. Uh... We can talk about it after the. We, I mean, I could give you a piece of it after we're done filming. Yeah, for sure. But. <sighs> I haven't decided personally. It's getting more and more clear because I wasn't decided either. And as yeah. I've as I've watched them again and thought about it, I'm like, oh, I don't know about it. Yeah. But anywho, where was I going with all that? Oh, so this the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm okay with them like fleshing it out, giving us a little bit more like in betweens and different things like that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd also be cool for them to explore other storylines, like some of the books that I've read mm-hmm. that 
I mean, I wouldn't mind them doing a movie or a, a series on Batu, which is based out of, which is the, the area of Galaxy's Edge. Right. Like they have storylines that they are now creating that happen like on the planet in Batu. Mm-hmm. Is the Batu the planet or the city? I can't remember now. No, it's the city. So I would love to see that. I would love mm-hmm. to see that be brought into media and that sort of stuff. So I think there's so much stuff that they could, I mean, we're in a galaxy far, far away. Let's pull another, like, let's go 15, 20, 30 years into the future. Where is the force now? Do we have Jedi? Do we have this? Do mm-hmm. we Like, are there just force wielders? Like where, where is everything going? Like, just yeah. let's move forward away Absolutely. from the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It's we realize how rich the universe is, and you're going to see a lot of that with the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it, it. There's, I won't give too much away, but I will say that there's some things that suggest there's a lot. There's things outside the Force mm-hmm. that operate. Okay. You know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. But before we get off topic even more, because we are going to talk <laughs> like about, we do. like, I know, well, last year it was like, well, we're only talking about the originals and we mm-hmm. don't have time to talk about the others, but we actually are going to be talking about these other yes. ones. Right. We, we got to space it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are spacing it out. So next week we are talking about the Clone Wars animated and the Bad Batch animated all in one. I, I need to watch correctly. that. I haven't seen that yet. I know I haven't finished that one yet either. <laughs> and I had it pulled up and I did not. I'm pulling up the filming schedule. Yes. Okay. So actually, no, next week we're talking about Attack of the Clones, the movie. I forgot. Okay. So next week we're talking yes. about Attack of the Clones, the movie. And then the week after that, we're doing Clone Wars and Bad Batch. Yes. Because they... Yeah, coincide that way. So come back for that. More opinions because now we're walking away from Jake Lloyd and we're bringing in Hayden Christensen. It's so much better. This should be fun. So much better. It's I still like. I still like him. He's not perfect, but he's he's all right. I have a certain opinion of why I don't like him. That's okay. I've I, I've heard part of discussed. version of it. I, I know yes. you. I know you vehemently dislike him. <sighs> I don't dislike Hayden as an actor. No, no, I got you. Mm-hmm. I dislike why they chose him. Yes. The reason they chose him is what makes me mad. Interesting. I will tell you after we're done filming. Ooh. Yeah. So Pixie Dusters, come back next week. May the force be with you. Check out all our social medias. Pixie please, Dust Twin social media. DG Cinema Toast. So did I say that right? DG yeah, on, that's Cinema. Instagram. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's Instagram. Dantastic entertainment oh. for YouTube. Mm-hmm. All the links should be in the dis- in the thing below, correct? Will do, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye, Pixie Dusters. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. It's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.